Welcome back to Twigs on the Rocks. I'm Leo Blonder. This is Abe Lovich. And in this off-season episode, we are going to be talking about the NHL for the past couple weeks. Sorry, we haven't had weekly episodes, but frankly, we haven't had much to talk about in the past couple weeks. So we figured we'd just kind of group it all together in one episode. Um, of course, some news, storylines, and some notable free agents. Abe, would you like to get us started? Yeah, let's get right into it. So the story of Alex Nedeljevic, he is eligible for the 2022 Calder Trophy, even though he was third in votes last year. Like, I guess that makes sense by the way the rules goes with how many games you play, but that's just still kind of wild. I think he has a pretty good shot of it, considering he's going to be the guy out there with the most experience. So I guess it will work. Yeah, I mean, it actually, I mean, he didn't win last year, obviously. However, I do think it would be kind of funny to, uh, or if someone, you know, won the rookie of the year twice, which would make no sense. But, you know, Alex Ndalkovich, even though it hasn't happened, two-time rookie of the year, Alex Ndalkovich. That would be funny. But, uh, yeah, he didn't win it last year, so it's not going to happen. But he is eligible. I do think he'll win, even though there are some great, great prospects coming into the NHL. And some other news, the Board of Governors unanimously approved of Jersey ads, uh, especially with the NHL taking a hit in revenue last year. Jersey ads are going to really help with the money part of the NHL, the real business side of it. Uh, they have them in Europe. They have them really all over the world, just not in the NHL because the NHL, you know, makes so made money last year, but it was difficult and like it was obviously a little harder, you know, to get money. So, yeah, I think they're putting jersey, putting ads on the jerseys. Good. They put ads on how much last year. Uh, like the Bruins had TD Bank because you know they sponsored the Bruins. So, yeah, uh, it's just gonna make some more money for the league. Might make the jerseys look a little cooler, in my opinion. Yeah, like I've heard a lot of people online complaining about this, but honestly, I don't really see much of the issue. I'm not exactly looking at every detail of every player's jersey when I'm watching the players. I'm just mainly keeping an eye on the players, the sticks, and the pucks. So it really won't think it will be too much of a distraction. And if the league makes more money, good for them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess it's better for everyone. But uh, it's not really that big of a deal. Uh, moving on, we got in IIHF, the Women's IIHF World Finals, the International Ice Hockey Federation. Canada defeats the United States 3-2. to in overtime, uh, it was actually 3v3 overtime, which is pretty cool. OT winner by Marie-Philippe Poulin. Uh, you got to watch it. It was a sniper. It went bar down. It barely crossed the line, but it did. And um, I, it hurt to watch as, as someone from the United States, but it was a great job. Uh, and, yeah, great job, Canada. I forget who's the captain of that team, but I do remember that they said – the announcer said that that was their first time winning as captain. So good for them. Yeah, it was a very exciting tournament and it was good to see a lot of talent. But to be frankly honest of what I've seen, it's mostly just Canada and the U.S. dominating their their divisions, dominating every matchup. And then it got interesting by the finals. But in other parts of that news. Um... Oh, yeah. Uh, Knight, Hillary Knight passed Cami uh, Granado. And IIHF Women's World's all-time goals. Uh, you know, they played in the tournament this year. Uh, Hillary Knight, arguably, if not the best women's ice hockey player of all time. Good for her. She took the leading goals. And after the game, she said, she was like, oh, I don't, I didn't know, blah, blah, blah. She's being humble. Of course she knew. Um, good job for her. Yeah, it was mighty impressive of what she did. 
And it was not good to see it, but everyone knew it was going to happen at some point. She's phenomenal on the ice. But in some, in some European news, well, David Posternock news to be more specifically, he won the Czech Player of the Year again, not a surprise, fifth straight season in a row. He just passed Yarmir Jager for, for the most consecutive victories for this trophy. It's like if you pick any guy, if, if you're looking at the NHL or picking hockey in general or even Czech athletes, he's the number one guy there. I love him. Name my dog after him too. That's just a little fun fact. But not surprised, happy, happy for him. Yeah, uh, Pasta, I mean, I'm not surprised either. He was actually having a fun offseason. Uh, he's had a bunch of soccer games. I saw on his Instagram story. So looking like he's having fun after a rough start. But uh, yeah, David Posternock, one of my favorite Bruins, might be one of my all-time favorite Bruins by the end of his career. Glad he won track player of the year for the fifth straight year in a row, passing Yarmer, Yager's uh, consecutive victories. Yeah, and on top of that little thing about his offseason, he's also been playing some Czech street hockey. And of what I've seen in his highlights, it's like he's there, an NHL star, ripping bombers over, just like these guys who play for fun. I think it's pretty exciting to see. Well, it's sort of just like a big fish, little pond situation. Yeah, uh, it'd actually be kind of – I feel like it'd be pretty cool, right, if I was just playing pickup street hockey and all of a sudden just David Posternock shows up. And he yeah. scores like 20 goals and my team wins like 20-0. That'd be pretty cool. That would be pretty wild. Unless you're the guy who has to go up against him. Unless I'm the opposing goalie. You're right. Yeah. And then in some other news, uh, Owen Power, the number one overall pick to the Buffalo Sabres, is returning to his home team, Michigan, which he played for the last few years, versus 2021-22 season, along with a lot of his fellow draft picks think Michigan's going to be a powerhouse in college hockey next season. In addition to the powerhouse they already were. Yeah, I mean, they have him returning. They have, I think, Veneers is returning. They have Ken Johnson returning. They have a good goalie. They have Johnny Beecher, who was Bruins draft pick a couple of years ago. I mean, if they don't win the national championship, this might be the most disappointing season for a college hockey program of all time because I think this might be the best college hockey team ever assembled. Yeah, it's so much talent in just one team. It's nuts. Yeah. Moving on, though, we got Austin Matthews, named cover athlete for NHL 22. Uh, he was the cover athlete for NHL 20. Kind of got sick of it. But the game of NHL 22 actually looks pretty cool. It hasn't come out yet, but they've gotten, like, superstar X-Factors like they have for uh, Madden. And it, it seems fun. I mean, apparently they, they improved a lot of stuff. So we'll see what happens. Uh I mean, it looks fun. A lot of people were upset that Austin Matthews is named cover athlete. I would have liked it to be like Pasta or Panarin or McKinnon or, you know, not Austin Matthews, but it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Personally, I'm not really too happy with that. Like, I, I we already have seen Chell with Austin Matthews. Just someone else's child just doesn't make a lot of sense. But he don't look bad on it, so... Yeah, I mean, okay, whatever. Uh, I just cover that. It doesn't really matter that much. Uh, yeah. And some other news, Austin Matthews, actually, I think he's technically from California. We lived in Arizona for a while. And in some Arizona news, uh, Glendale, Arizona is opting out of his joint contract with Gilly River Arena with the Coyotes after 2022. So they're going to have to find a new home, whether that's in Arizona or out of Arizona. I'm pretty sure their owners want to keep them in Arizona. However, the rink does not. So we'll see where this goes. Could be interesting. Maybe they'll move. There are plenty of cities that I heard are looking for an NHL team, like Quebec City, Austin, and Cleveland, and a lot more. 
but also in some sadder news, the free agent goalie, Henry Glunkvist, Hank the King, has officially retired after 15 seasons in the NHL. And of course, the Rangers will be retiring his number 30 at the game to be announced. Yeah, Hank played a great career. Loved Henrik Lundqvist. He was, you know, as a Bruins fan, he's probably my third favorite goalie in the entire league. Uh, <sighs> Henrik Lundqvist. I love Henrik Lundqvist. But that's, that's okay. Sad yeah. to see him retire, but we kind of knew it would happen after his whole hard thing last year, and he couldn't really play. It was really hard to bounce back from that. Yeah, well, hopefully he'll have a lot of fun in retirement doing whatever he wants. And then also St. Louis is going to be re- retiring Chris Pronger's number 44 on January 17th, 2022. It's another bit of retirement news. Yeah, Jake Gardner placed on long-term IR. It's kind of a hit for them, but uh, yeah, that's all right. I hope bounce back. He's a solid defender. Not great, not terrible. He's, he, he's okay. His contract's a little big, but... He's pretty middle of the pack, I'd say. Yeah, placed on long-term IR. And also, Dvorak trades to the Habs for first and a second. So, the Habs lose Cockney-Emmy for, I think, was it first and second? Or they had to – they were – got like, they received a first and second, and then they traded the, – I don't know if it was that exactly, but either way – or maybe it was a first and a third. They traded a first and second to get Dvorak. So, they pretty much replaced Cockney-Emmy with Dvorak, which is honestly a huge dub for the, uh, for the Habs. Yeah, I think he's definitely a stronger piece there. And I think considering how far Montreal went last year, I think they'll have a pretty good shot being like a little bit of a good offseason with them. Then also, um, a man by the name of Ilya Mikhev has requested a trade from the Leafs. And you know what the Leafs said? Nah, they do not wish to accommodate his request. And I just think that's hilarious. He's not exactly, oh, so I'm so cool. I'm so good. I can request a trade. It's like, come on, bro. Who do you think you are? Either way, I just think it's really funny because it's Ilya Mikhev. Yeah, and also in some other news, the Avs hire former NHL player, uh, perennial backup goalie really for the Habs and the the Winnipeg Jets, Peter Budai is their goalie development co- coach. I mean, a former NHLer, bounced around the league a bunch, learned from a ton of people. Good for them. You know, the Avs, they got a – they got kind of – it's it's a – it's kind of like their goaltending situation. They they're good with Grub um Bauer, but then they lost him. So I don't really know where they're gonna go after this. We'll see. Um, but I do think this is a good hire. It's great. I mean, he was great perennial back. He was phenomenal. I remember one time I was at a Bruins game. Bruins were up like four zero against the Habs. They put Budai in and they came back and, and won the Habs. And it was not fun, but it's okay. Uh, I do think it's a good hire though. Yeah. Then we also have a bit of sadder news. This happened a long time ago, but we would just like to still report it because we are bundling up a lot of time of, of news into this episode. Ronan Sharma, Caleb Reimer, and Parker Magnuson have all died in a car crash about a couple months ago. Reimer played for the Edmonton Oil, Oil Kings of the WHL, and Sharma and Magnuson were both with the Delta Hockey Academy. It's a, such a terrible loss among the hockey community. Yeah, it's really sad i mean Abe, like they're literally our age which is crazy to think about wild and it's really really sad and in some other really really sad news jimmy hayes former nhl player played with the blackhawks panthers bruins devils and penguins has died at the age of 31 the cause of death is still unknown but it's really sad because he just had a kid 
he was great. Not only was he a great player, he was an even better person. Um, he had 109 points with 54 goals and 334 NHL games played. It was really, really sad to see him, I mean, just pass like that. It was so sudden. Yeah, and he was so young at age 31, like you said. He was such a great player. I remember Jack Edwards would, just the way he would say his name, which just made me happy every time he scored a goal with when he was with Boston. Yeah, very, very disappointing and upsetting. And then also in uh, in another death, New York Rangers legend Rod, Rod Gilbert died at age 80 about a couple weeks ago. He played with New York all 18 years of his career from 1960 to 1978, made the Hall of Fame in 82, and he was known as Mr. Ranger. He holds multiple team records for the Rangers. Yeah, he scored 1,065 points with 406 goals, 615 assists. He got the Rangers team record for career goals and points and consecutive games played with an assist by forward, which is 10 ridiculous uh he had a plus minus 38 and it's just really really sad to see him pass like that at the age of 80. yeah it's sad to see a legend go yeah and uh in some other slightly better news i guess uh the new york rangers have hired mike kelly and jim midgley as assistant coaches for the season uh yeah oh we'll, we'll see how it goes i mean good assistant coaches a little uh Bench change didn't have the best season last year. Last year, after some high ex or not like high expectations, but relatively high expectations for the Rangers. Yeah, but I'm gonna take this episode to a little bit less of a sad note. We're gonna start talking about the free agent signings that's happened since we last reported, and we'll just get get things started with the most recent signing was Ryan Donato signed with the Seattle Kraken for 750k. I think it was a one year deal, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well. Hopefully, I think Donato is going to be a good young addition to that team, especially, and he's going to help define them as a team in their first year. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's looking good for them. I mean, one year, it's whatever. Also, Eric Branson, one year, 1.95. So I, I'm liking that. But in some even bigger uh, free agency news, we got Colton Pareko signing with the Blues eight years, which is ridiculous. 52 mil in total, just 6.5 per. I mean, cold. Is he really worth six and a half or eight? I mean, that's a steal for Colton Pareko. Like, I'm going to say no. He's good. Like, it's a steal. Like, he earned that money. I don't think the Blues, like, I feel like it's bad for the Blues organization, but for Colton Pareko himself, that is whoever his manager, or um, was it like manager? Not manager. His agent. His agent, whoever his agent is, just finessed the Blues out of $52 million. She's, in my opinion, he's probably worth three to four, like max, especially for eight years. Ridiculous. Yeah, this is a $6.5 million a year. I don't know how he worked that much money. He's nowhere near worth that, in my opinion, but good for him. Yeah. Yeah, also, in another Seattle Kraken signing, they, shi- they signed Riley Sheehan, one year, A50K. There's another player to get their franchise off the ground have their inaugural season. I like to see it. Yeah. Um, Riley Sheehan going with Seattle, making a couple small moves, but uh, in some bigger Islander news, they have, they re-signed four of their better players, Kyle Palmieri, Sezikis, Sororkin, and Bavilia will start with Palmieri. Palmieri got four years, five per. I think that's very fair for Palmieri, especially for one of the core forwards 
with the New York Islanders, Herbert Casella, or um, the details, and then we'll discuss Casey Sezikis, phenomenal fourth liner, six years, two point five per. Ilya Sororkin, um, three years, four mil per, and Bavillier, we got three years, four point one five mil per. A, what are your thoughts on these huge signings? All right, I'm going to go down them one by one in the order you went. Let's start with Kyle Palmieri. I think this is the perfect amount of money for the guy. He was revered as this great player when they signed him. He wasn't as good to start, but I feel like he's going to be better in the future, and he was pretty good by the end of the Islanders' run. Four years is a perfect length for him. Five mil is good price. It's not like you're paying him 52 mil. But um, then moving on to Casey Sezikas, I think it's a little bit lengthy on the years, six-year deal. He is a much younger player, but I still don't think – I still don't think six years is as good of a tenure for him. It seems a little long, a bit of a commitment for, he is a very, he is one of the better fourth liners, but for like a bottom six, it seems a little lengthy. Yeah. But like I said, when you combine that length with the price, it's a good deal for the price, that length, but I still think it's a little bit too long. Now going into Ilya Sororkin, I think he was phenomenal. He was as a good backup to Varlamov, but three years, four mil each, it's a little bit on the pricier side, but tenure looks good. Everything looks good for for him. I, I like it. Then Anthony Bouvillier, I think 4.15 is a little weird number. I would have just handed him a 4 or maybe even 3.5. But for a three-year deal, I think it works perfectly. Yeah, I mean, I feel like with Bouvillier, they probably tried to give him the same contract as to Rorkin, just four mil, for, 4 mil per year for three years. But I feel like his team kind of uh, got it up by 150K per year. So I feel like that's, that's good for uh, – him, Sezikis, I agree with you, six years, 2.5 for fourth line. Now, granted, he is one of, if not the best fourth liner in the league. But, like, 2.5 for six, like, those really never work out, especially because he's a big physical player, which means he has a way higher chance of getting hurt, and if he gets hurt, it doesn't look too good. Almeria said, I think it's fair. And Sororkin, I think it's also pretty fair because uh, Sororkin and Bavili both got bridge deals to see what their next big contract for. But. Yeah. Then moving on, Sean Couturier, Sean Conturier, eight years, seven point seven five mil. This is a ton of money. I think he's a very great, very solid player in the league. He didn't have the best season last year, so I don't know where this contract boost is coming from. He was an unrestricted free agent, but like, so it makes sense. But this big of a deal, his agent must have been working a lot because after his season, he better. I think the Flyers really need him to perform better with this contract. Yeah, I agree. I think eight years is a, a, a little long. I mean, honestly, if I were the Flyers, I'd probably be in like five. 7.75 is not terrible for, you know, Sean Couturier because obviously he's a very good player. But eight years, I think it's just way too long. Uh, five. I think it's three years too long. And especially if he like really, really slows down towards the end of that, I think that's going to suck. Because right now, I feel like he's a solid 7.75 um, a player at least for the next three or four years, maybe in five years. And but I feel like six, seven years down the road, I just feel like he's he's not like a young player. Like he's getting up there in age. So I feel like seven point seven five is a little, a little, or sorry, eight years for seven point seven five is a little much for the last three years of contract. I would agree, but there is an eight-year deal that I do agree with. Continue. Yeah, um, Andre Shvekinov of the Carolina Hurricanes, restricted free agent. Eight years, 7.75 mil. It's the same deal, but I think I, I well, in, in my opinion, I hold Shvekinov in high regard. The, it, it's, he's worth that money, same as Couturier, but I'd say he's a lot younger 
and I think he's a bit quicker. I think he, he has, he's going to be good for longer, and I really like this deal. Yeah, I mean, if you're getting the exact same amount as Couturier, I feel like that's either good for Couturier or bad for Sveshnikov, considering Sveshnikov is only, what, like 22, 23 or something. Like, he's younger than Couturier. He's faster than him. He's overall better. He's on a better team. Like, this is a great deal for Carolina. It's a terrible deal for Philly. I totally agree with you. And uh, moving on, we got uh, Henry Yoki Haru signing a three-year, 2.5 mil perk with the Buffalo Sabres. Um, so he's just going to get 7.5 mil over three years to sit and die pretty much. It's Buffalo. Are they going to get any better? No. Uh, their number one pick is back at college. Why? Because like, he probably doesn't want to go to Buffalo. He probably wants to win an NCAA championship knowing that uh, Buffalo's – probably gonna come dead last if not the bottom few so uh i mean he can like good for him he got the bag kind of relatively speaking because i think they overpaid him a little but i mean the cost really the catch is that he has to play in buffalo so yeah i feel like it's gonna be hard to really judge how good this is gonna be later on considering he's in buffalo i agree with you man yeah and also casey middlestack got the exact same deal from Buffalo, three years, two point five per. So, I feel like Casey Middlestad. He was one of the, he was one of the most hyped up prospects coming out of the World Juniors. He went phenomenally, and then he was rushed to the NHL and it didn't really pan out. So they're giving him three years, seeing what he can do. And also speaking of young players, we got Joel Faraby uh, signing a deal with the Flyers, six years, five mil per. Is he worth five mil right now? No. Are the Flyers banking on he'll be worth like six and a half, seven mil? In a few years, yeah, that's why they signed him to five years, six or sorry, six years, five mil. Yeah, like I think it's, I think that's like a bit too much money for him. I'm looking at the thirty mil total. I'm like, Joel Faraby is not worth thirty mil. But I think Flyers are just they made a few big signings and hopefully they'll see how it goes soon. But um, in some Ottawa Senators signings, I think I think this may be one of those final pieces in their rebuild because I think they're looking to make a few more moves and then go for it after this. But they they signed a restricted free agent, Drake Batherson, six years, 4.975, basically almost five mil for six years. I think it's a great deal, just under 30 mil. I think it's a pretty good deal for him considering his expectancy. And But when you look at that compared to Joel Farabee's, I think it's the same thing as when you price something as 99 cents versus a dollar. 99 cents isn't really cheaper, but it just looks cheaper. But I feel like he's a good he's a good player. He has a lot to prove, but I think he can get it done. I mean, I agree with you. The issue is between ninety nine cents is a dollar and one cent. This is one hundred and fifty thousand over six years, twenty five thousand. But yeah, no, I agree with you. Saying I feel like um, Drake Batherson is really good. Although I do think Joel Fabry is a little better. So I do think these are very fair deals for both players. It's really like you're not worth this amount now, but we're banking on you being worth it in a couple years down the road. So I like this deal by Ottawa, trying to lock in some of their uh, future. And uh, in some uh, pretty big news, as we kind of said before, Cockney Yemi uh, gets offer sheeted by Carolina. They had to give up a first and a couple other picks. Uh, one year, 6.1 mil. Although I do think it'd be kind of funny if he ended up resigning in Montreal after this. But, well, I think, I will know. Actually, he might still be an RFA after this. But um, Cockney Yemi with Montreal, we all know about Ajo's 
or Aho getting offer sheet by Montreal from Carolina. And so it was kind of a little flip-flop. Carolina, I would say, got revenge. The only issue is Kakanyemi is not worth 6.1 and two first-round picks. Or, sorry, a first-round pick and another pick. Like, he's a great player, very young, lots of potentials. He, I think it's similar as a bunch of those other guys beforehand. And it's just like, hope hopefully he'll be better and consider re-signing with them. But six mil in one, six point one mil in one year is kind of throwing money out. I think they could have signed him for less. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. I'm Abe Lovich. This is Leo Blonder. We are Twigs on the Rocks, and have a great night.